0: Are you ready?
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
2: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, there's a lot of bad things about Biden being president. One good thing we've always been told, he can relate to people. Golly, man. Come alongside people that might
3: be hurting. And that was on display yesterday. Uh, he, yeah, so he visited Hawaii to meet with people affected by the devastating wildfire, where there are still nearly 1,000 people unaccounted for. And the news is is even bleaker than that because they think a lot of the victims... That haven't been found yet might be children because apparently school was canceled due to power outages where the fire hit the hardest and a lot of kids were at home alone just terrible man and it is mm-hmm. just it's it's breathtaking to see the president of the united states go up there on stage there in hawaii And talking about how he can kind of relate because his house's kitchen caught fire once
0: almost 20 years ago. This is amazing. The story just keeps being recycled. And it gets worse every time he retells it. Well, and just before we even play the clip,
2: the outcry has been, where have you been? Yeah. I mean, two different vacations, okay, before he ends up in Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, the optics of that and from everything you heard, it was finally... People saying hey you know what you really got to go there mm-hmm. i mean this isn't anything that you can just ignore anymore you really do you know have to go and i think you have the audio david um yeah. of this and i've heard it but it's pretty wild
3: man yeah and and i, I want to start off playing the longer version of this and it is sure. long but just to give you a sense of how just awkward the entire thing was because nobody cares about a minor kitchen fire that you had in two thousand four, when there are a lot of people wondering if their kids are still alive, they haven't seen them. I mean, people that, have lost loved ones. Yeah, it it is. You know, I. It's like I'm not going to sit here and and say or try to say that the entire debacle is Biden's fault. Of course, wildfires happen, but mm-hmm. yeah, here here is uh, Joe Biden talking about the wildfire. I'm playing it
4: want to.
2: Let's start again. I didn't do that. We
4: have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. And it was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home. Into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I oh, almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, <laughs> and my cat.
2: Okay. He- Time out right there. Yeah. Dude, he can't do this. No. <laughs> you got to have the handlers just say we're not. we can't put him out
3: there anymore. No. This he, is embarrassing, dude. Well, and he didn't almost lose his wife. Jill no. was there, and she called 911 and got out on her own. I mean, the and the 67 Corvette, I mean, people lost everything. I know, man. In Maui. <laughs> and he's really seriously sitting there saying, you know, I, I don't want to compare tragedies, but... but- I mean, what happened at his place was not a tragedy. It was it was an inconvenience. It was certainly yeah. a pain in the neck. I'm sure it was. Agree. But that's not a tragedy. Nothing was irrevocably damaged. Nobody died. But no, it, it, he so, says
0: inappropriate things all the time. Any other president in our history would be shredded for this stuff. But aren't these prepared remarks? Isn't somebody handing him this? I mean, is, is he freelancing this I stuff? think
3: he is kind of freelancing it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he goes back into the yeah. stories. Yeah, it's just, just like the same
2: lies about uh, being on this train or this or that or whatever. He goes into the personal, you know, storybook that I think over time people have said, you know, it's really good when you do that
0: because you really relate to people. But as he gets older and older and older, all this has been debunked a million times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You just keep telling the same story over and over again. I mean, he went on from there.
4: Oh, okay. I, oh I know. Walk well, can yeah. you side. I watched the firefighters, the way they responded. You know, there's an old expression. I grew up right across the street from a fire hall in Claymont, Delaware. There he goes. And <laughs> the expression is God made man, and then he made a few firefighters. You're all crazy, thank God. The only people who run into flames to help other people, and they ran into flames. Save my wife and save my family. Not. it didn't.
3: They didn't have to save anybody. They were all out. <sighs> it was a fire contained to the kitchen. He goes goes on. He gets back to
4: Maui by the Not way. Not a joke. The smoke and the firefighters here can tell you. Sometimes smoke is so thick from the windows out. It was that thick inside the home. And we were. We were insured, we did not have any problem, but being out of our home for better part of a year was difficult.
2: People don't know where their kids are, man.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, there's these times, you know, different people as they get older, and there's that part of you that has sympathy because you can tell someone is slowly losing their mind, okay? Then there are times when those people say really inappropriate things, sometimes mean things. Mm -hmm. And it's you try to love those people through it, but there's part of you going, man, this person's kind of a jerk. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that even voted for that guy are saying, you know what, this guy, he can't do this. He's got to go.
0: I was saying earlier, you may hate Donald Trump right to the core. You may hate him. And hate him and really blaze hate him. But how can you vote for that? As an alternative, how can you do that? How can you pull the lever for that guy? Well, I think a lot of times it just
2: comes down to politics. But it it just doesn't
0: make any sense.
2: Well, no. But they they always figure, well, sooner or later, he'll be replaced by somebody else and the policies will be in place. Golly. Yeah. I mean, listen, if it were Trump and he was that bad and he was that bad against biden i would vote for trump i'm admitting that fully simply for the policies figuring okay he's about to lose his marbles totally he'll be replaced that's the thinking yeah, i guess yeah. wow but the, what ticks yeah, me off is just... the way that media protects this guy oh, yeah. so much um it's disgusting that is just really bad now to me this is also disgusting but in, I guess, a dark comedy sort of way, what was admitted on CBS this morning
3: yeah. about the illegal alien crisis? Yeah. The... I'm sorry, migrants seeking asylum? Right. Well, they they were kicking around the border crisis, talking about how unfair it is that New York City has to deal with it now. Um, and the, the roundtable discussion was incredible. It's like, you realize you're on national television when you're admitting this stuff, right, guys? You would think so. Listen to this.
1: I don't have it. A lot of people feel it's out of control here already. It truly is, and we've seen more of that over the last year. You know, I mean, listen, decades upon decades we've been talking about it, but now yes. that it is in these big cities the way that it is, yeah, it's time to pay attention. It's really hard to,
2: in the absence of being able to work, if you ride the subway in New York City, if you visited New York City re- recently, you see migrants trying to do whatever job they can, selling yeah. candy, selling drinks. Right. Of
3: course. The, the only solution here is clearly a federal one. Federal law needs to be changed so people can work. It's like, no, actually, the federal policy can be changed that you clamp down on the border, one. And number two, no, it's been a crisis for a long time. And you people always cash judgment on these stump-jumping racist <laughs> rednecks in the South for daring to complain about it. Up
2: you Now that it's in the big cities, we really need to pay attention yeah. to this.
0: Well, it's like they fund the police. It's great until it comes to you. And it will. It does. And then all of a sudden... Things change. When you don't have any skin in the game, you can say whatever you want, right? Well, yeah, you're basically saying, yeah, as far as all those uh, states along the border
2: and then flyover country, I don't care about those people, but now it's affecting us. we We got to pay attention. This is a
0: nation now. We can pat ourselves on the back and say Sanctuary City, and we look good. We get all the virtue signaling, moral uh, authority awards for doing that, and then it comes to your town. Then all of a sudden, whoa, hey, now. It is. I mean, damn, man. Do you think it was going to stop with the southern states? No. At they some did, point, actually, because well, it had for years. But there's no place to put anybody, so you start moving them to, to places that declare themselves as friendly and hospitable and will take care of you. Okay. Yes. That's what Damn, we see. Damn, man. Okay, tomorrow night, big debate. Who's excited?
3: Uh, kind of am. Yeah, It'll be kind of fun. I'll watch it because it's part of the gig, but you know what? I I... I I gotta be honest here now, sure. what hit me like a ton of bricks was how i we under as we talked about Trump is skipping the debates and saying well if you're if you're running the campaign as you've put it, Jamie, would you tell him to do anything different? he's up by a lot, He has nothing really to lose here, like that does make sense mhm but it actually goes deeper than that Okay, because I wonder how many people are not going to watch this early, early, early debate. Because Trump's not on it. There'll be a lot of people. I mean, because now it's like, okay, well, so it's going to be a regular Republican primary debate several months before any caucuses or primary votes happen. Mm -hmm. So actually, it does protect Trump's brand even more than what we had thought. In a lot of ways. And not only that, (laughs) because
2: this is on Fox, at the same time, Trump is doing the sit-down with Tucker Carlson. Right. Great for Tucker. Hey, Fox, get yourself some. Right. (laughs) That that kills me. And for Trump, it's smart to do. We don't know exactly how that interview is going to go. But in the end, how many people will watch the Tucker-Trump interview against the debate? I bet it's twice as much. Maybe three times as much. Yeah. Because that thing's going to live on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. It'll be all over different social media. I mean, you'll see clips of the debate, but watching it as far as actual viewed minutes, I'll bet you anything, the Trump-Tucker sit-down will get a lot more views. It'll probably be more newsworthy, too. No doubt about it. Because you never know with Tucker. He might Mm -hmm. try to hold Trump's feet to the fire on some things. Trump may say a few things he's never said before. You're not quite sure. I mean, it's not that I don't think the debate will have interesting parts to it. I think it will, especially with everybody going after DeSantis. And then there's going to be some sort of battle between Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis. And that could be, you know, fun to watch. But a lot of it's going to be politics as usual. Talking points I can hear coming from Mike Pence and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie's going to go after Trump and whatever. You know, we'll see what happens. Um But yeah, I guess by Friday, we should set the old reminder right now. Mm -hmm. By views, if we could somehow table it together, who has more racked up at that time. Mm. That'll be really, really interesting. Anyway, a lot going on today. Did you see the whole piece about the electric vehicle bubble is starting to deflate? This, This is not good news, especially for car manufacturers. We'll get to that. And the CDC has a warning we need to get to coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. did happen to see this today out of the Wall Street Journal. The electric vehicle bubble starts to deflate. I'm like, okay, what exactly does this mean? The subheadline is Biden is imitating China just as its industrial policy <laughs> starts to crack.
3: We've yeah. hey, seen the stories of fields of electric vehicles rusting in china because nobody wants them
2: yeah i mean just to go along with the story it mentions that tesla last week slashed its prices in china to boost sales in this oversaturated ev market so apparently in july tesla and other automakers in china agreed to stop their ev price war then only to scrap the ceasefire days later owing to government antitrust concerns. So they're saying, yeah, the lower prices can benefit consumers, but automakers in China are bleeding red ink and going bust because you've had all these startups launched in the past decade. Mm. Okay. And this is what happens when government gets involved and starts forcing something. Mm -hmm. And that's what you go through this whole story of what's happened in China. And then you get to us. Cox Automotive reported this month that EV inventory had swelled to 103 days of supply in the United States, about double that of gas-powered cars. Mm-hmm. Automakers and dealers are discounting EVs to sell their growing supply. The average electric vehicle price paid by consumers has fallen 20% compared with a year ago. You know what it's fallen to? When it's fallen 20%? No. $253,438. Oh, there you go.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> never been a better time to buy you know never in the history of anything have as a product been created massively without knowing if people want it but no you, and the government su- the government them. subsidizes it yes Oh, this pizza with tar on it didn't take off. We thought it would. <laughs> yeah. well, it, but it'll save the environment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
3: it, it has happened, and the problem is it always fails. I mean, that, It
0: always fails. You've got to know if you have yeah. a market for something before you throw a billion dollars at mm-hmm. it, don't you?
2: It goes on to say Ford recently reduced its EV production targets as its losses and unsold inventory grow. God. At the end of June, it had 116 days of unsold Mustang Mach-E's, and GM's electric Hummer had more than 100 days of supply. And this is a growing economy. Unbelievable. So get this. Then traditional automakers will have to raise prices on gas-powered cars to compensate for their EV losses. The A United Auto Workers executive said uh, on Sunday that there's threats to move production um, of Ram 1500 trucks to Mexico from suburban Detroit just to reduce costs. So the electric vehicle jobs that Biden has touted will come at the cost of union jobs, mm-hmm.
0: building gas-powered vehicles. Not just union jobs, Jamie. Good-paying Good paying. union jobs, yes. Yes. Okay. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of reporting on that. Well, no. It's just insanity. You just kept building and building and building, and... With customer base the, at all. Yeah. The, the
3: strangest thing is that there had been a growing demand for electric vehicles because especially the commuter class was, mm-hmm. was warming to the idea of saying, hey, if I can swing it and afford an electric vehicle, not have to worry about filling up at a gas station and whatever, then that's a great vehicle uh, to have. And, and so people were actually very interested in getting them. And then you oversaturate the market and everything collapses.
2: Yes. Government's not good at
3: things
2: (laughs) for a long time for so many people that they want to have electric vehicles. The infrastructure is not even there. Anyway, I mentioned the CDC. Usually when I say the CDC, you're thinking it's going to be something to do with COVID or our mask coming back or whatever. Well, the CDC is asking Americans to please stop kissing and snuggling turtles. Mm. Don't know if you heard that. (laughs) There's a salmonella outbreak in 11 states that's linked to pet turtles. Say even if they're healthy, they can have it in their droppings.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, oh, God. Now that the CDC has said that, I'm I'm pretty sure there might be some medicinal benefits to snuggling and kissing. Kids now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, we need to be culturally sensitive right now. We've heard that before, right? You gotta hear this story straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So we need
3: to be culturally sensitive in our environment today. Oh, Of course, yeah. The federal response to the wildfire disaster on Maui has been absolutely atrocious. But at least Joe Biden sent some people checks for $700. Uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was on MSNBC and he was asked what he would say to those who believe the federal government's response isn't really happening quickly enough.
1: We are working with experts so that we are culturally sensitive to the needs uh, of individuals uh, on the island. We're doing everything that we can. In a travesty like this, uh, there is going to be heartbreak.
2: Culturally sensitive? Right. Uh What does that have to do with people needing water, food, shelter, basic needs?
0: Is there a culture that doesn't need that freaking stuff? I don't know. I'm sure. But I've heard this several times from the administration, the culturally sensitive thing. I mean, I'm mean, i I'm unclear right now how that makes any sense at all. Yeah, because you're
3: not right now. You're not talking about trying to salvage whatever is left of uh, certainly old cultural uh, uh, monuments uh, that are left on the island from days gone by. It's not, you're not that you're in the triage phase still. You right. haven't even accounted for nearly a thousand people. Yeah. That like that's more important than anything else right now. You don't need to be focused on uh on old cultural remnants. You you, you gotta be focused on rescuing people and as you said, Jamie, getting people housed and, and fed and hydrated. That's the right. important thing.
0: I mean, my gosh. But they, they slide that in there like without any explanation as to what it is they're talking about.
2: Well, I mean, different stories of, you know, well, you have to be culturally sensitive to this area. Okay, that's all fine, but let's work on the basics first. And it's always choosing these words, especially from this guy, who should be in jail, to be honest with you. I mean, Um, when you... The border... Yeah. The border
1: (laughs) is secure.
2: I mean, that's that guy, Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. I mean, that's... His crowning achievement Mm -hmm. is letting millions upon millions of people into the country and pretending that the border was secure, that he was actually concerned about it. And he's lied I don't know how many different times. I mean, it it should be a public caning and then jail with that dude. It's hard to listen to anything he says. I mean, he has absolutely no credibility. Just an activist. And so, and of course he's got time to go on MSNBC. Mm I mean, you think about all the crises going on right now. That should be director of Homeland Security. You shouldn't have time. You should have other people. Yes, people that go on those shows. Are you kidding? Have you seen the viewership of that? You have time? You shouldn't have time. No. He's an absolute joke, man. Like so many in that administration. I could keep going. I know we got other things to get to. Biden should be in jail. Garland should be in jail. That guy should be in jail. There's probably at least four or five others that I just haven't thought of off the top of my head. Ned. I don't know if Ned should be in jail. No, he's just kind of a used car he, salesman. Yeah, Ned Price you know. is
3: just a spokesman. I mean, he's not, not really a decision maker. Yeah.
2: And not the good used car salesman either. <laughs> Talking to one that's looking for the undercoating and all that nonsense. Yeah, we'll just slap his an ankle bracelet on him. That'll be fine. <laughs> that would be good. But the other guys have honestly earned it. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I believe that 100%. I know people are like, are you just joking? Right? No, I'm not. I'm serious. Okay, it's that time of the show. Going around the table may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's
3: your story? (laughs) Okay, this one, it caught my attention just because it made me so sad for the good people of Scotland. Because apparently they don't know what humor is. Very strange. Uh, There was a comedy festival. Well, it's not really just a comedy festival, kind of an arts festival. It's a big deal in Edinburgh. uh, The Fringe Festival. Uh, Apparently... Though They have a contest to see who can submit the funniest joke, and it's voted on by like 2,000 people. What is the funniest joke? And this year's funniest joke, the funniest joke that somebody told was this. I started dating a zookeeper, but it turned out he was a cheetah. That is like someone showing an iPhone to a nomadic tribe in the mountains of Afghanistan. It's only remarkable if you've never seen it before.
2: Now that was funny. What you just said, David. I feel so
3: sad for the people of Scotland.
2: I know somebody that might want to move to Scotland.
0: The one member of this show that laughed at that joke. I kind of thought it was sort of funny. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, no, I mean, it's, it's fine, I mean, it's but cute. it's cute. Guy, the guy who wrote it got a job at SNL, by the way.
3: <laughs> well, some of the other contenders, by the way, when women gossip, we get called the B word. But when men do it, it's called a podcast. Well, that's dumb.
2: <laughs> uh, that's my... like the feminist comedians. Yeah. They just make statements,
3: and then people, some people laugh, but it's never funny. My grandma describes herself as being in her twilight years, which I love because they're great films. The wonder it, that,
0: one, that one won. The one that won.
3: May, maybe wow. it's actually a cricket festival, because then it would make <laughs> sense.
0: Jeez. Holy cow. <laughs> What's your story, Scott? Well, this is a survey that was just done with college students. Eight hundred twelve college students in mid-July were asking a wide variety of topics, including environmental issues, politics, Biden, economy, student loan forgiveness, etc. More college students would rather sacrifice having children and eating meat before they give up their cell phones. I'm not. I, if it's between having kids and giving up my cell phone, I'm not having kids. Between eating meat and my cell phone, forget it. Meat's gone. Now. You may be asking yourself, and rightly so, these people are lost. But listen to this, a little hint of encouragement here. On President Biden's leadership, the poll found a significant decline in college students' approval compared to 2021. More than 51% said they disapprove of Biden's job as president. That's up from 38% in 2021. Meanwhile, 38% say they do approve of the president's actions. That's down from 62% in 2021. Additionally, 47% of college students said they believe Biden is not mentally fit enough to be president. 27% they believe he is. So there is a glimmer of hope there. Yeah, I think a lot of younger people know that he's lost his mind. It's like they're waking up to the fact that this guy, this is impossible. We can't have this. And honestly, to defend, I hate to even do this.
2: Some of these students at this age where they would rather give up, you know, future parenting. Yeah. For the cell phone? Uh-huh. I think some of us, at, say, age 19, it's like, okay, we're going to take all of your record collection, or, or you can keep it, but then you can't have kids. What would you have chosen? The record collection or having kids later on? Me? David? I would have kept
0: the record collection. Yeah, See, David yeah. and I both would have been hauling our records out to the car. Yeah. We're keeping them.
2: Right. So,
0: I mean, that's, I mean, your cell phone now will carry your entire music well, I collection. Can, I, I can see somebody at 30 years old saying, hell no, I got kids now. I'd much rather have my <laughs> cell phone than these kids. But so <laughs> I'm saying before, you're yeah. so right. saying these kids are clueless about this. Yeah. I
2: mean, you know, if you put yourself back in that position, yeah. your thinking's totally different. But you're always hoping there's going
0: to be growth along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. But you're never quite sure. But I like the, I, I like the answer to the Biden question. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Rolling. Yes.
2: Um, for my story today, I saw this the New York Post, and it talked about um, affirmative action in schools, colleges, and the angle on this one was ending medical school affirmative action would be good for patients. And we would heard rumblings about this before, but I guess that I didn't see it, you know, just factually rolled out quite like this before, as far as medical schools. Um. That there is this belief out there, and maybe you've heard this before, that if all of a sudden you don't have affirmative action in medical schools, there's going to be a lot of people of color that
3: are going to die because yeah. they will only trust doctors of their color. Well, yeah, or they, or they don't believe patients or something like that, like Ketanji Brown Jackson, a sitting Supreme Court justice, actually argued falsely that uh, black mothers would die if affirmative action in medical schools was taken away.
2: Yeah. But now they've researched this and said, yeah, that's a load of nonsense. Yeah. And it goes on to say in the post admissions officers, obsessive focus on race often causes them to ignore applicants, academic and clinical aptitude with dire consequences for the applicants themselves. And ultimately the patients they treat. Affirmative action policies seek to give underrepresented groups a leg up in the admissions process. But when you look at the numbers, like from 2013 to 2016, 56% of black applicants and 31% of Hispanic applicants were below average on the MCAT scores to get into medical school and undergraduate GPAs. But they were admitted to medical school anyway. All right compared with just 8% of white applicants and 6% of Asian applicants with similar scores and GPAs. Okay, so you see that, but it's been documented that undergraduate GPAs and the MCAT scores are strong predictors of academic performance in medical school through graduation, right? Mm-hmm. So if you yeah. don't do well there, you're going to struggle mightily. No doubt about it. Um, but then it goes on to say, but here's, here's the facts. Black medical students drop out, citing academic problems at a rate 10 times higher than white students. Hmm. You're setting people up to fail.
3: Yeah, it's, it's always... To focusing. make
2: yourself feel better about yourself.
3: Yeah, all, all programs like Affirmative Action do is make some bureaucrat feel better about himself. Uh, because the stats in one particular column look better instead of actually looking at, okay, well, why is it that black and Latino applicants are more likely to have lower MCAT scores, et cetera, going in. If you're just trying to address the middle of the road, Mm -hmm. you're not actually going to be solving the problem. You're, you're actually just, like you said, setting people up to fail. You're, you're passing unqualified candidates.
2: Yes, it's cruel. It's cruel.
3: And the thing is, then they're saddled with debt. Yeah. Yeah. And as it
2: says, and it wastes resources that could have gone toward training qualified applicants who actually practice medicine. Um, and ultimately, that hurts patients. And, you know, when you see mm-hmm. the numbers like that, mm-hmm. um, like you'll have legacy media give the quotes from Supreme Court justice. This is how it's going to affect people this is going to be awful, but you never give another side of the story, which if you really wanted an educated society, that's what you do.
3: But that's not what media is about. And can I just say also that's really, really low expectations set for patients who happen to be black. The idea that like, Oh, they're not going to trust a white doctor. Really? You're just assuming that I think about my doctor's office where the main doctor is Indian-American. The, the, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the I'm lady... laughing
2: not because that's funny. I'm laughing because it, it, it reminded me of something with a surgery from a family member from an
3: Indian doctor. But go ahead. Right. I, so an Indian doctor, uh, the lady who took my blood uh, last time I did a blood draw was Hispanic. And a couple of the nurses there who always tell me that I'm too fat are black. I don't mm-hmm. distrust any of them. Well, what a sucker you are. Right. They're out to get you. <laughs> but and so, according
2: to the left's thinking. Right.
3: Right. But well, we're all supposed to distrust each right. other based on their races. Right. I don't yes. understand.
0: I'd yeah. rather they have a diploma that tells me where they finished in their class, <laughs> like 71st percentile or <laughs> the 25th guy, I'm, I'm a little leery of, you know? Yeah. But I mean,
2: it's just. It's crazy that they still defend that stuff and how it's going to yeah. affect people. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, bad doctors. You just keep passing them through would affect people a whole lot more. All right, much to get to. Including um, <laughs> DeSantis talking about trump in the debate. Oh, man. He's getting in the thick of it now. And it's National Tooth Fairy Day. What does that mean? All straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, debate tomorrow night. I saw a part of Fox this morning. They were all getting excited about it. I just can't feel it yet. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see, but to get all jammed up. And oh, man, can't wait. No. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting, I guess, to see how DeSantis does against buyback Because he's going to go after him.
3: Yeah. I think everybody's going to go after DeSantis. Oh, but yeah.
2: he's on the offensive
3: one, Trump, right now. Yeah, that, yeah he is a little bit. Uh, so Trump, of course, is not going to show up for the first Republican presidential primary debate tomorrow night. Uh, and his top opponent, uh, Ron DeSantis, weighed in on the snub.
0: You know, you'll have to ask him. I mean, I think he has um, has a great opportunity to come out and and do this. I think he owes it to people. Uh, I don't think our voters, even people that appreciate what he did, and I'm actually one that appreciated a lot of what he did, too. uh, I don't think they're going to look kindly on somebody that thinks they don't have to earn it. You know, I started off in my life working minimum wage jobs. I mean, I was a blue collar kid. I don't have anything handed to me, but I believed in America, you work hard, you can get ahead. That's what we should be showing for people. We shouldn't be displaying a sense of entitlement.
3: I think he did well with that. Yeah, kind of, yeah.
0: I mean, who disagrees with that? Yeah,
3: y- yeah. I don't know. It kind of, to me, it kind of felt like a mishmash of of tested phrases. A little. Bit. Well, it was. It, it, it definitely like, was. Yeah, I know, agree.
0: It sounded very prepackaged. Yeah, you got to go
3: out and earn it. Yada yada. yada. I don't disagree with any of the individual words, but it just kind of feels like, I don't know. It did, maybe it's more of just a style over substance thing. With you know, with, the, the bar is
0: low though, David. I understood him.
3: Right. Well, that's true. You actually that's understood the, what he had right. to say. Yeah. He, he didn't say true and w dash under dashed the
0: pressure.
2: To pressure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and it's hard not to think as he's talking. Yeah. Because I like Ron DeSantis. So when he says, I, you know, I think a lot of people feel, feel like you got to earn it. Some do, but the Trump faithful don't. He's already earned it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to do anything. Because there are plenty of people that are going to vote for Trump no matter what, so I don't think that's exactly right. But he's trying to sway the other people yeah. that right now might be saying, "Five eggs my guy," or "I'm for Nikki Haley" or whoever else. Who said
0: that?
3: Yeah. Nikki like, Haley, like four percent, like, right? And there's there's like three people who yeah. are all they in, all get in for too, Nikki Haley. The last
0: time. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, that's what you always wonder, right? When you see four percent here, four percent, three percent, okay. Who are those people? Nikki Haley's (laughs) only 4% ahead of me. She was your lady there for a while. You've soured on Nikki Haley? Yeah. Why? She rebuked my advances, Jamie. Boy, that's a long line. (laughs) Wow. This is the Mark the Man Camp and Robin Show.
4: Are you ready? (laughs)
2: Okay, Hawaii tragedy. Time for someone to go there, put their arms around people, mm-hmm.
3: give them some sort of comfort. Uh-huh. Biden's supposed to be able to do that well, correct? Biden is apparently the guy who can do that. Remember, David Chalian, the uh, one of the chief political commentators on CNN, said that the way that they had dressed up the whatever the the the, the, the Washington Monument. And the yes, surrounding that guy. Area, the National Mall made it look like Joe Biden's arms were reaching out to hug America. Well, he was—he was the empathetic guy, <sighs> right? Joe I mean, Biden was the, the guy. guy to now, to never, heal the wounds that Donald Trump caused in this country. Now, now, never mind that. Uh, apparently, while he was in Hawaii, there was a an event that he was at, and it appeared that he was falling asleep during said event. No, you see that video where he's like nodding off?
0: Well, his people said he was praying. Ah, yes, of course, yes. That's so stop it. Exactly what he was doing. Because he is a religious man. He's <laughs> a deep faith guy, yes. It's the new resting my
3: eyes. I'm not right. sleeping, I'm praying. <laughs> right, yeah. right, Well, he visited Hawaii to meet with people affected by the devastating wildfire, of course, and, well, the empathetic Joe brought up the fact that his house had a minor kitchen fire a couple of decades ago.
4: Oh. And they ran into flames to save my wife and save my family. Not Hold a on a second.
3: Did his wife make the call? His, yeah, his wife is the one that called 911. It was 2004. He wasn't there. Uh, but there was a lightning strike, as the story goes, and that somehow prompted a small kitchen fire. She's outside the house. Yeah. They didn't rush in to save it, her. No, they went in to you know, pour a cup of water on the flames and put it out. He's making it look like they had to bust down to save her. Right, And again... He's talking to a community that has been damaged by uh, just this horrible tragedy, these wildfires. Dude, there are kids missing. The People,
2: they don't know if their kids are around.
4: And that's what he's saying. Not a joke. The smoke and the firefighters here can tell you sometimes smoke is so thick from the windows out, it was that thick inside the home. Uh. we We were insured. We did not have any problem, but being out of our home for the better part of a year was difficult. Yeah, it was
3: hard. Yeah, We we had to stay at the vacation house. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm empathizing with you, the people of Hawaii. uh, uh, You know, and there's like a thousand people who are missing, many of them apparently children. I know how you feel.
2: Scott, remember when you had those heart attacks? Yeah. I don't know if you remember this. Biden came to visit you in the hospital. No. And he said, you know, Scotty, I remember one time uh, I had a real pain right here, and it was heartburn. And it was from Jill. She got me some breakfast burritos in San Antonio. And I ate them, and it, it, it hurt right here. So I know how you feel.
0: I grabbed some Malox, and yeah. I felt better. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. No, of course. I mean, it, but the, I mean, the people there had to look at him like, what are you? What? What? This is not a relatable story. This is not the same thing. It's not even close. What are you doing? Oh, it's embarrassing. This story comes up time and time again. It's been debunked a million times. It just keeps doing it. Okay, maybe I missed it. But
2: usually, at least I'll watch the open of Good Morning America and the Today Show just in preparation for the show to see what they're covering, right? Mm -hmm. Did they do anything about Biden being there? I saw
0: nothing on that.
2: I didn't think so.
3: Yeah. And now we know why. Yeah, because there was nothing to celebrate there. I mean, I don't know if you saw the video of him uh, landing and the motorcade going around and people on the ground were, like, flipping him off and yelling obscenities at him. Yeah, there was a few. For all of the hysteria around George Bush's response to Katrina, this is many times over worse. Again, it's neither disaster is either of those presidents' fault, but the response to it is infinitely worse than whatever happened in Katrina. I mean, it's... It's it's astounding, and then this guy, this shell of a man, goes up there and retells this story wow. about a minor house fire he had almost twenty <laughs> years ago, as if that's supposed. He did the same thing though. He told the same story to hurricane victims last year. Remember that he flew down yes. to Florida and yep. told the story. Hey, I know what it, I know. You lost everything, but uh, one time I my kitchen caught on fire. And so I kind of know what it's like to deal with insurance and stuff. I had to stay up Almost got boat. to my Corvette. I know. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to walk into Walter Reed and talk to a double amputee veteran and say, hey, you know what? I stubbed my toe once. Boy, that's yeah. smarted. Yeah. Well, when he
0: said the Corvette thing, too, he, he chortled.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, dude, that's a guy that's lost his mind a long time ago. But we're, it's like we're all playing pretend. Next week, he'll identify as a woman. Who knows? Everybody's playing pretend. Oh, yeah, just go along with it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, great job, dude. By the way, completely separate story, but including Biden. So we're told all the time that Bidenomics is working, right? Uh, Saw this piece talking about tell that to the millions in debt and going hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that just don't match right now when you're hearing people talking about the economy, jobs, or whatever else. But everybody knows you're paying for a whole lot more than you were two years ago. And you don't have as much money as you had. Right. You know, compared to what the cost is of everything. And it's laid out. Well, and here's the thing, too. Um, as it gives an example, January 2021, an estimated mm, almost 24 million people sometimes or often did not have enough food to eat. Is what it says in this survey um, recent data from July 2023 shows that number has skyrocketed to over 27 million an increase of over 3 million Americans so that doesn't sound like see the economies is gangbusters right yeah. now wait a second more people are worse off hold on a second another stat african-americans have been hit particularly hard more than 5 million black families said in July 2023 that they sometimes or often don't have enough to eat. That's an increase of over 848,000 in just two years. When
3: the total's 5 million, that's a huge percentage increase. Well, they they can sleep well at night because even though they're hungry and they can't afford rent, you know that Joe Biden uh, put a black lesbian... In charge of his White House communications stuff. Yes. And he cares. So he cares. Then if you don't vote for him, you
2: ain't black. Right, exactly. Because he actually did say that.
3: Yes. Okay, And you had a story about Trump? He was joking around? Yeah. Uh, so he, he's going to have to post uh, later this week, bond is $200,000 bond for his Fulton County case. Mm-hmm. and they're saying, well, this is about, you know, ensuring that it doesn't go anywhere or whatever. So he made a joke about him being a flight risk on Truth Social. He, he posted it saying, uh, The failed district attorney of Fulton County, uh, Fonnie Willis, insisted on a $200,000 bond for me. I assumed, therefore, that she thought I was a flight risk. I'd fly far away, maybe to Russia, Russia, Russia. Share a gold-domed <laughs> suite with Vladimir, never to be seen or heard from again. Would I be able to take my very understated airplane with gold Trump affixed for all to see? Probably not. I'd be much better off flying commercial. I'm sure nobody would recognize me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Give him that. I'm looking forward to this interview he's going to do with Tucker. Oh, yeah. I am honestly, I hate to say it, but I'm more excited to see how that goes as opposed to
0: the Republican debate. On Fox, you know Tucker was one of the few guys who was openly critical of him. I know, which is going to be fun if he continues down that path. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's like you don't want to see somebody that's just unfairly going to hammer him. No, no, but not I mean, at
0: just all. In no, an no. no. Way.
3: So well, hold on a second. Let's talk about this, but
0: ask the questions anyway, right? It, yeah, yeah.
3: It reminds me of you know going back to 2015 and the 2016 cycle. There was one guy in conservative media who could credibly. Because you, know, you knew he wasn't being shrill about it or anything. He credibly challenged Trump and did often. And it was always entertaining and interesting and illuminating. And that was Bill O'Reilly. You're absolutely right. Because they could go back and forth. And you know, Bill O'Reilly didn't come across as somebody who was just trying to shiv Trump or anything. No, but no. But it, it was always the sort of laid back, okay, come on, Don. Really? That kind of yes. stuff.
2: Yeah. You know, I saw a clip of him the other day. And it didn't seem like a whole lot had changed in that he's fair to Trump, but he's also critical on some things. Mm-hmm. And he certainly hears from, you know, mm-hmm. Trump enthusiasts. Yeah. We are way off on that one, mm-hmm. Bill. Just interesting. I mentioned earlier, uh, it's National Tooth Fairy Day. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it, but it is. Uh, okay. Um, 81% of Americans say the Tooth Fairy is welcome in their home. Okay. So I guess that means other people are not recognizing the Tooth Fairy, which is fine.
0: Oh. One of the first androgynous figures. The Tooth Fairy? Yeah. Not female? I don't know. Wasn't quite sure ever. Like a Peter Pan type thing, you know? I don't know. I, don't know. I just always figured that the I Tooth Fairy was female. I thought so, too, but I've been told that that's not necessarily true. According to who again?
2: Is that popular? Like, has that been around for a long time? Yeah. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. Yeah, that... It's a guy in drag. So I never watched Peter Pan either. Mm-hmm. Never, I've, you know what? I've never seen it in my life. Did never honest. seen Peter Pan? Never. Really? Wow. No. Wow. Man, was I supposed to as a kid? No, I don't know. I mean, I saw it. David saw it, right? David? Yeah, I saw it. No, it was pretty yeah. popular. I'm not. I'm not judging you for seeing it. I know that I'm one of the few that's probably never seen it in my life. But I my growing up, my family wasn't a big like Disney family. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more smoky well, the bandit we stuff like, like that. We went to like
0: one movie a year, and I think that was the one that year. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, the interesting thing,
2: at least to me, thirty six percent of parents say the tooth fairy helps promote good oral health habits for children. Really? You're losing How teeth, your man. You're losing teeth. You're
0: losing teeth. Okay. <laughs> You're losing teeth. That's
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I
1: mean,
2: yeah. Um, but the getting nav- money. The yeah. national average payout is now six dollars twenty three cents per tooth. Oh, what? My. Wow. That's so what,
3: I'm just going by what
2: I'm reading, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, that's a
3: lot. Man. The only thing I would get was a used button to put on my hand-me-down pants. Oh, so buddy. Finally, I can button up my pants. Oh, stop it. You got at least a quarter, didn't you? No. We didn't We didn't do the Tooth Fairy in my house.
0: Oh, okay. I got like a quarter, I remember. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, so, parent, did you ever forget? Uh... No, I don't think so. I think she got. I think it was like a dollar, two dollars every time.
2: Never forgot on the first one. I don't think we forgot on the second one. By the third one, twice, and once was once two nights in a row forgot. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And and there was some concern, and and then I had to do the deep sell of. Listen, you got to understand how this works, okay? They're going all over the place, okay? And sometimes it take takes upwards of three to four days. To get to your house now usually and you know, i'm not promising anything if that happens sometimes they give you a little extra for the weight so we'll just have to see what happens but
0: right. sure enough we give i don't know it was like 10 bucks or something yeah thoroughly got through the l's <laughs> was... are coming tomorrow yes yeah any
2: interest on that kid
3: right. rest... <laughs> it was a it was a labor dispute right with big right. two <laughs> that was led to
0: a work uh, slow down. Yeah. the will be all right. Fella, Union
2: 302. <laughs> I think the actual takeaway was, I hope next time the Tooth Fairy doesn't get me on the first night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, oh, some of the mayors of the big cities that have an illegal alien problem, they're starting to get more vocal. That and much more. Straight ahead. The Mark van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. People are talking about a lot of people have flooded across the border illegally. It's getting to be a problem now.
1: Decades upon decades we've been talking about it. But now yes. that it is in these big cities the way that it is, yeah. it's time to pay attention.
2: Oh, it's time now.
3: Yeah.
0: Now now it's affecting us. Right. Oh. Yeah, It's now it's time. Before it wasn't time. Talk about now saying it the quiet part out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: It's supposed to just be those states, you know, they're in the south and maybe flyover country, but not here. Golly. And then you've got
3: the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. He doesn't know what to do. No. Well, he's very upset because uh, he doesn't, like you said, doesn't know what to do. You know, these people never thought the whole sanctuary thing would ever actually need to be tested. Uh, And Eric Adams tried to get philosophical. He does this thing kind of like Kamala Harris where he'll come up with a phrase or somebody will write a phrase for him and then he'll test it in local news interviews and then he'll try to unleash it at press conferences and then he'll bring it to the national outlets to try oh, to make himself sound like wise and whatnot. Okay. Um and now I mean Kamala Harris has this thing perfected, but Eric Adams is a close second when it comes to this kind of nonsense. Uh, he was asked what he wants the federal government to do in order to deal with the border crisis because now it's affecting his city, of course. Okay.
1: What would you say to President Biden if he's listening right now?
4: The precursor to sleep, to enjoy the American dream, is the right to work. The right to work. Let them work. Okay.
2: daddy The precursor to yeah. sleep, mm-hmm. to enjoy the American dream. Yes, yeah. sleep and dream? Yeah that goes together. Yeah. Is it the right to work? Do you say work?
0: No. It's like a different version of work. Yeah, it's I I I think that's uh Slovakian.
4: What is that? The American dream is the right to work. The right to work.
0: What am w- I missing? W R K. There's no yeah. O in there. <laughs>
3: we- work. The work.
0: work. Okay.
3: And And giving them employment papers is like melatonin that helps them fall asleep (laughs) in order for them to achieve the American dream.
0: You know, if you could just fall asleep on the job while being in America. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then that's called a good paying union job. That's right. Very solvable. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The problem is you gave them
2: Ambien and they're waking up at all hours (laughs) and then they're partying and they're eating like crazy. And it's
3: a mess for everybody. At the very least, can you send some shipments of warm milk? Please, something, (laughs) crying out loud. (laughs) Good night, migrant.
0: (laughs) A little pop-up book (laughs) for the kids. (laughs) This dude is something, man. He really (laughs)
2: is. (laughs) He really is. (laughs) The optics, it's, it's lost. Holy smokes, man. Okay, other news I saw out there. Oh, David, is it kind of a foodie? I saw this little headline, the secrets to judging how good a restaurant is, eggs, servers, windowsills, and regulars. Mm. And I'm like, what does this mean? And it says, okay, as far as eggs, you give something simple for somebody to cook, that will tell you something. I don't know. Okay. I guess that makes sense. How good is the service? then, when you're talking about windowsills, you check and see if it's been cleaned regularly. Because if there's dust there,
3: that's a no-go for a restaurant. No. Would you say that? No. For me, for barbecue okay. at least, how dirty is it versus how crowded is it? Because <laughs> if it's crowded but filthy, it's really good.
2: This is the Mark Levan Camp and Robin show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's true. It is true. You go,
3: you go to any sort of Southern comfort restaurant, whether you know barbecue, soul food, whatever, if it's spotless and empty, the place is garbage. Uh, It's not very good food. You'd be better off trying the McRib or whatever. But, man, if you walk in there and you're like, hey, I don't think anybody's changed the grease trap since 1982, but the line is around the block, you're about to have the best ribs of your life. So much like a rock and roll club.
0: A little bit, yeah.
3: Got it. Well,
0: yeah, except the (laughs) urine smell, maybe. Okay. (laughs) What's the biggest story today?
3: Biggest story today to me really is the president told wildfire victims that he kind of understood where they were coming from because one time his kitchen caught on fire. (laughs) News update straight ahead.
2: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins.
3: Okay. Legal experts are saying Trump should be disqualified. Yeah, what? Who are the experts? Well, it's starting now. There's talk of preventing Donald Trump from being president by removing him from ballots at the state level. The argument is that under the 14th Amendment, a post-Civil War Amendment, insurrectionists could be barred from attaining office. Now, Trump has never been convicted of anything, and as much as liberals want it to be, January 6th was not an insurrection. It was not a civil war. Nope. And so there really is no basis for it, but the left wing is going to push this. And I would be really surprised if some swing states, like Michigan, didn't actually go ahead and try it and and try to make sure that if he's the nominee, he gets taken off the ballot. Uh, Law professor Lawrence Tribe, one of the people out there saying that, yes, states should use the 14th Amendment to keep Trump off of the ballot.
1: Oh, okay. People who wrote the 14th Amendment were not fools they realized that if those people who try to overturn the country, who try to get rid of our peaceful transitions of power, are again put in power, that would be the end of the nation, the end of democracy.
3: <sighs> okay, you're, you're you're talking about people who wrote this amendment after a devastating and brutal civil war, not Chewbacca guy going yeah! in the Capitol, right. But he had a plan. He just hasn't revealed it yet, how he was going to
2: overthrow the country and become president. Right. And then give it back to Trump. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's all ridiculous. People do the same thing. You know, you're out there screaming about this. uh, What we don't want to talk about right now is the fact that we have a corrupt State Department, Mm -hmm. that we have a corrupt Department of Justice. That just lied to everybody. Lied to everybody about the whole Hunter Biden plea deal. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, we're going to have this investigation. Well, he wasn't going to charge him as far as David Weiss. He wasn't going to charge him with anything until the whistleblowers that our media paid no attention to. I mean, we all know this, but you step back every once in a while and you realize this is actually going on. Half the country has no idea it's going on. Right. Because there's so many powers that be that don't want people to know what's actually happening. And that sounds like some deep state gobbledygook to some people, but it's the
0: truth. It's happening right in front of us. I think all these dorky constitutional guys weighing in, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they they have a Rolodex full of constitutional guys, they find one that fits the narrative and just put him on. Here you go.
3: But I also do think, you know, you, you shouldn't take it too lightly because I do believe there will be states that try to do it. Oh, I wouldn't. Doubt oh, it wouldn't and, surprise and, me at and all. And will no, actually you're right. successfully no. do it if Trump yeah, oh, is the nominee.
0: Yeah, well, I can absolutely see that. Yeah.
2: And it, okay, let's just peel this layer back for a second before we move on.
3: And why would they do that? Oh, well, what do you mean why would they do that? <laughs> why would they do that? Because they don't want Trump to be president. Why? Oh, because, well, he's boorish, and he's a threat to everything that we like. Is that really it, or is it more than that? What do
2: you mean? What are you
0: getting at here? Yeah.
2: Why do they fear him more than anybody else? There's something, man. We've never seen anything
0: like it. Mm -hmm. Like him? Yes. No. Of course not.
2: And I know, man, you can say, listen... That guy was going to drain the swamp before. What makes you think he's going to drain the swamp this time? Who knows, man. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe he maybe he truly did not realize how deep the swamp was. Yeah. None of us did.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I think part of it though is also using Trump as a test case for for cuz we've already seen it right like uh Trump was Hitler, but actually the guy who's more Hitler is Ron DeSantis, blah blah you know we've been hearing right. actually those yeah. arguments being made. Now, Trump actually does have a problem with some of his behavior, where he puts himself in vulnerable positions. Absolutely. And and he says things that a lot of people find either embarrassing or objectionable or whatever. So he's kind of a, quote-unquote, he's, he's an easier target than somebody else. And now the left wing sees an opportunity to set a precedent that, hey, we don't like this guy. We're going to take him off the ballot. Yeah. Then again... You go down that road, ask me how much I care about January 6th. How much do you care about January 6th? Maybe? Not at all, because yeah. what they're, what Lawrence Tribe and what is probably going to make it to a state house in some swing state somewhere mm-hmm. is infinitely more dangerous than oh, a yeah, bunch I of agree. goobers walking into the
0: Capitol.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's when you take a step back
2: and look at everything that's happened over the last eight years, man, it's crazy. Can you
0: imagine all hell will break loose? Oh, if that I mean,
2: happens oh my gosh yes it will I mean, you look
0: at so you, know, many you things and i talked about this country. before the whole civil war thing again right i mean splitting the country in half and taking up arms against each other and all that i mean my gosh man it I sounds think, so far-fetched yet
2: well i think what
0: ends up happening
2: is more and more people they choose where they want to live and this is it going to be a red state or a blue state
0: mm-hmm. that's what i think more li- more than likely is going to happen all these blue states will just be Thunderdome. I mean, it'll just be, you know.
2: Well, as like I've said before, if that happens, if you got the red states of America and the blue states, the deal is it's three years. You choose the blue state, you can't come to the red state for three, at least. I want to make it five. No, you got to live with those crappy policies. That's your choice. Okay. Let's talk about the wildfires. There's a way to stop them, according to this governor.
3: Yes. Well, Eastern Washington is dealing with wildfires as well. And uh, Governor Jay Inslee says we need to stop using oil and gas in order to prevent wildfires. Based on what, Jay? Based on feelings, because it's climate change, don't you know? And because he's Jay Inslee. Yes. Yeah, of course. (laughs) All right, Jay, Uh, go ahead. The
4: fact of the matter is there's a beast at our door, and that's the beast of climate change. It seems like the whole world is on fire. We need to defend ourselves from climate change. We need to
2: decarbonize. Climate change is the beast that unleashes yes. the wildfires? Yes. And this has been going on since the dawn of time?
3: This beast has always been around, this carbon? Yeah, that, the, the beast at our door, and it's called climate change, that was actually left on the Iron Maiden cutting room floor. They, it just say. didn't sound metal enough.
2: Wow, okay. So this beast at the door that is carbon... Mm -hmm. It's coming back, it will return, it will possess your body and make you burn. Of course it has the fire, it has the force, it has its power to take its evil. (laughs) And take its course.
0: (laughs) Nice.
4: Okay, what was that, Jay? To decarbonize our economy so these fires don't ravage us. There's not enough fire trucks in the world to protect us if we don't stop climate change.
3: Well, it's not actually about climate change, though, because even again if you if you talk to the experts on this many experts will say well that's 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 one of the underlying things or they may bring it up but nobody credible is really saying wildfires are because of climate change it's because of land management land use agricultural expansion and then uh, uh invasive grasses that come in and get burned up and wipe out large swaths of land uh And then the problem is they don't just die. They come back, and then they dry out again, and then they catch fire again, and it's a vicious cycle. It's
2: always been that
3: way. Yeah.
2: And to say, oh, we got to decarbonize, we just got to do this. It's, you know, some other huckster that's just taking a situation saying, how can we convince people this is about climate change? Hmm. Here's how we do it. Okay, fine. So tired of that. How many people believe it? Too many. I know some kids
3: believe it. I yeah. mean, they indoctrinate the kids in school on that stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of adults believe it, too, because they just never want to challenge. They, they never want to even hear a challenge to their ideas. And what the left has done so successfully is that anybody who says, well, I don't know if this is actually climate change. That seems kind of an odd way of framing a natural disaster. Immediately, they jump on you as a climate denier. Oh, you right, just right. think the whole thing's big hoax, blah, blah, blah. Right. But but they never take a step back and think, wait a minute. So what Jay Inslee is arguing here and many other climate alarmists are actually arguing is that if people stopped driving SUVs, wildfires wouldn't happen. Right. That's an insane thing sure. to say out loud.
0: Well, yeah. we always try to find a reason behind any mass casualty event. Sure. And if they can simply say, well, it's climate change, you go, oh, well, it's climate change. Because you need to know why. You need to find a reason, something to blame for what happened. Yeah, that's true. We do it all the time. All the time. Yeah. No, that's a good it's point. It's guns. It's climate change. Those things. We fill in the blank. Right. Yeah, But you have to find, we, collectively, we have Gun to have violence. That, that reason.
2: Yeah. 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 It's okay, on a lighter note, I saw this. Um, talked about similar things like this. It seems like recently, but I haven't seen the overrated movies people pretend to love. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, you don't know if you, people are really pretending or not, but you're assuming, okay, they really don't like it. They just say they do.. Mm-hmm. So if I mention just that, I don't think you've seen any of the movies on this list, have you? I don't or know, have you I haven't already seen, seen the list? What comes to mind? Anything in particular? Oh.
3: Uh, Breakfast Club. Uh, not on here.
2: I got to tell you, I know people that honestly do love that movie. No, they don't. You were born two
3: years after it came yeah. out. I guarantee they, you there are people that do. They don't really love it. They know it's bad, but they were told and convinced. Sort of like the same, the same reason why some people believe that we have to stop driving SUVs and trucks to prevent <laughs> wildfires. It's just that they've been indoctrinated. Breakfast Club is a garbage movie. That may be true,
2: but I, I would I would push back on the people that say they love it. Because I know people that honestly do. You don't watch it that many times if you don't love it. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: You know what people say. What's that? What's number one? Or, Avengers that? Infinity War.
3: Ooh, dude. I remember having a big, I, not argument, it wasn't like a personal argument or whatever, after seeing Infinity War with a, a buddy of ours. Yeah. And I said, that movie was pretty bad. And this guy is a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all that, and he's like, "No, it was you?" I was like, "That that movie wasn't very good as a movie." Do you remember saying, "I, it was all right," yeah. but I don't get the
2: whole crazy hype. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's all right. Then people say Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah the, I agree with
3: that. To
0: David, on that one, yeah. I don't know.
3: I've you
2: do seen- agree that. That people pretend to love it, but they don't.
3: I, yeah, I mean everybody. I hear people knows. talk about
2: that one all the time. Yeah,
3: Empire Strikes Back is the is the good one. Okay, Silence of the Lambs was third. God, I love that movie. Yeah, I, I think that. Liar. I disagree with that. <laughs> I like that movie. I do too. Okay.
2: All right. I'm noticing a trend here. I'll mention it later. Okay. Frozen. I don't know. That's not my thing. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not a Disney guy. Well, that was, what, that was 10 years ago now.
0: Yeah.
2: So my daughters at the time seemed to like it. Yeah. I'll have to go back and ask them. Also mentioned was Avatar. I understand that. Yeah. Forrest Gump. Yes.
0: Nah, see, I like Forrest Gump.
2: I, there I are agree. a lot of people that love Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Even from the people that
3: say it's terrible. And it's really problematic when you look back on it in oh, history. Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, you watch it through new eyes when you learn that Jenny is actually the villain here. But, yeah, there is a good argument to be made for that. Yeah,
0: he kind of got duped into the Jenny world. He did. didn't it's he? like I
3: mm-hmm. ignore you all your life and now I'm coming back cuz I've got a kid and AIDS. Yeah, that's a bad person.
2: Hey, but, yeah, well, yes, of course. <laughs> but I the first time I saw it, I didn't think Jenny
3: was a good person. <laughs> did you? But but I don't so think it, it, I don't think it rose to the level of villainy, but that's exactly what it is. Jenny is the bad guy in that movie. And then Jaws. I love oh, Jaws. Oh, I disagree yeah. with that. That's a great movie. I just watched that
0: again recently, and I liked it. Yeah, when it's on, it's yeah. kind of hard
2: to turn that off, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: just it's always fun for just a little conversation.
0: I like the English patient or something like that, that, oh, this is great. Yeah. It's,
3: Brokeback it's Mountain. Hot. How many people have yeah. seen that more than once?
0: Three hours of
3: that. <laughs> Never saw it.
0: I can't quit you, man.
2: You did. I did see it. I did. I know you did. I know. You were curious, you said. Okay,
4: anyway, news update <laughs> and much more that. straight ahead.
2: Right. The Marksley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We was
4: always together, black peas and carrots. All right, Forrest <laughs>
3: Gump update in a second. All right, before we get to that, we've got to get to the story about Massachusetts. Yeah, there's been a huge development for Second Amendment rights in America. A state judge in Massachusetts has just ruled that a state law requiring non-residents to get a temporary license to carry is unconstitutional. Now, this will still be making its way through the courts, but it was uh, made possible because of the Supreme Court's ruling on New York's Concealed carry permitting process, where it was the May issue, where it's a judgment call left up to local officials to whether or not yeah. you got your license to carry. Right. Uh, so concealed carry permits again are issued by states, but not all states recognize the licenses issued. So it's like you get a driver's license in Texas, but the state of Massachusetts says you got to get a different license to drive if you take a trip to Boston. Well, in a first of its kind ruling, a state trial judge said, "Well, no, you can't do that." And the example he gave was pretty funny, because anecdotally, a law abiding New Hampshire resident exercising his constitutional right to carry while shopping at the Pheasant Lane Mall would become a felon when he shops in a section of a store at that mall, which happens to be in Massachusetts, because in that mall, the southern portion of it is in Massachusetts. So I looked at the mall map, theoretically if you went to pick up glasses at LensCrafters, you'd be in New Hampshire, and if they allow you to carry at that mall, you'd be fine. But as soon as you go across the way to Buffalo Wild Wings, you'd be committing a felony. So the, so the judge wow. doesn't make any sense. You know, I just heard Daily Wire reporting on a lot of crackdowns on gun dealers. Like just oh. overreaching like yeah. crazy. Yeah, they're removing hundreds of licenses from yes. um, FFLs. Yeah, I mean the the gun grab is coming. Yeah, yeah, another
2: sign of it. Okay, Forrest Gump update, and that is because we were talking about there was this list that somebody put out the most overrated movies people pretend to love, and yeah. Forrest Gump was
0: on that list, and yeah. we were debating that, and. We got feedback about something in the plot. Well, so we had a listener say, "Hey, you guys, Jenny didn't give Forrest AIDS, and I don't think we said that, but no. just to clarify, I, I don't think he, Forrest ever had AIDS, did he? <laughs> no, Not well, that I'm
3: aware of. Well, the one we actually don't know for sure, uh, okay, because you don't know what happened, you know, right? Anyway, but but no, what I, my point was, she Jenny's a bad person because she you know pushes Forrest Gump away her entire life and. Uh, then comes back when she's got a kid and AIDS. Okay, wasn't that because she knew she was going to die, so she wanted the kid to be with the kid's dad? Yeah, here I'll saddle you with a kid while I die of wanna AIDS. Well,
0: no know he's the dad.
3: He's the real dad. I thought that was it. And if it's not that, I don't want to know it. <laughs> Forrest Junior, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe Forrest did get AIDS from Jenny. Though. We don't oh, know. St- the movie never addresses it one way or the other. That's for the second one coming out. (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
4: Are you ready?
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robin. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
2: Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we got a problem with illegal immigrants in this country. Uh huh. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but first, devastation in Hawaii. The president finally made his way there yesterday and wanted the people to know there that he understood what they were going through because he almost lost his Corvette in a fire once. Incredible. Wow.
0: Stunning.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can revisit that. Uh, it's just bizarre to me that he wants to talk about a house fire that happened at his home in 2004 and use that to try to relate to people who are missing a lot of kids right now. He's out of his mind. I don't know what else to say to that. Years
4: ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. It was a sunny Sunday. And lightning struck at home on a little lake. It's outside of our home, not a lake, a big pond.
2: Okay. Well, if we can stop there for a second. So he's trying to paint this picture. It was a sunny Sunday. Was he trying to bring up images like 9-11? It was a sunny Tuesday morning. God. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like trying to paint this picture. It's sunny, but then lightning struck. What? That's a head scratcher.
4: And hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. Yeah, whatever. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, <laughs> and my cat, but all kidding aside, I watched the firefighters.
2: And I know some of you right now are not sure where your kids are, so I can feel you thinking about my cat and that Corvette. does that mean? And then going on to say and you know the firefighters who came there and they they
3: saved her, she called them from yeah. outside the home yeah she was she was fine.
0: I'll tell you what if Donald Trump said that they'd be trying to find out what the weather was like on that day dude, Trump lied it wasn't sunny, you know that that's the <laughs> thing it was remember cloudy.
3: Remember one of those coronavirus task force briefings and Trump started rambling about, uh, like, sunlight or UV rays and bleach and all that stuff? And it was really hard to follow what he said. I remember talking about it at the time. But media morphed that. That became the story in the nation, morphed it into Donald Trump told people to inject bleach, which is not what he said. No, it's not. Uh, again, I don't know what the hell he was trying to say, but, you know, he he did not tell people to go and start injecting bleach into their veins. Um, no, but you heard that regurgitated yeah, back, not over, just from media, but then people you knew that thought it was real. Yeah, and, and, oh, remember the controversy because Donald Trump tossed a roll of paper towels to somebody in Puerto Rico after a hurricane? Yes, that <laughs> he dra- was a big he, deal. He's like draining buckets over there where these people are struggling. Okay, well, this guy... Just addressed people who had been impacted by wildfires that at the end of the day will probably have claimed several hundred lives. Yes. Including several hundred lives of children. And he said, I had a house fire once about 20 years ago. Didn't even get the damn date right because he's senile. Yep. He said 15 years ago. No, it was like 19, but whatever. Who's counting? Um, and, and, and said, Yeah, I can relate because my 67 Corvette almost got burned in a kitchen fire. <laughs> and, All joking aside. And that's not a controversy in mainstream media? It's unreal.
0: Do they have the Corvette parked in the kitchen? Apparently so. I yeah. Again, you know, yeah like I could do when I heard that. I'm like, What are you talking about? Yeah, and there were documents, whatever.
2: Okay. So you got that going on. Now, as far as the <laughs> illegal immigration crisis. And I know we've had this clip on it is still outside of Biden this is the most astounding to me uttered on CBS this morning
1: Decades upon decades we've been talking about it but now yes. that it is in these big cities the way that it is yeah. it's time to pay attention It's really <laughs> It's it's time to pay
2: attention to the illegal immigration problem well, now arrogant, because arrogant. it's affecting us yeah. in the big cities She just said that Yes I mean now that it's here well I mean, for all you downtrodden across, you know, flyover states and in the South, yeah, you just have to deal with it. But now it's affecting us. This is a problem. Something needs to be done. Stunning. Yeah, it really is. It is. And, I, you know, that's the thing. So they're talking, you know, about this. What are we going to do? And they start talking about, well, uh, you need people to be able to work. That's one of the keys. hmm I mean... It was not just the mayor of New York City. I mean, you had people on CBS saying the same thing, like regurgitating the talking
3: points. And I know they're sent out, but they were regurgitating that. Which actually makes it worse because people are coming here because they're being told that they will be taken care of when they show up unannounced at our border. And now it's like, well, nothing we can do about it. Might as well just uh, do everything that we've told was just a white. uh, I'm sorry, a right wing conspiracy theory.
2: So if you're that concerned, but you still won't report what's going on. And I don't know if you saw the report out of the New York Post. I'll just read from the story, because this is amazing. You wonder how many people know this is going on. Thousands of migrants are flowing across the U.S. border in Arizona every day, literally through open floodgates. This is Tucson. Uh, It's the busiest point of illegal entry into the country. U.S. officials have inexplicably welded open... 114 massive gates along the Arizona border to allow water to flow freely during the annual monsoon season and for the migration of an endangered species of antelope. That's what the official said. Mm -hmm. But the move is also letting an average of 1,400 people illegally through from as far away as China just
3: (laughs) walk in daily. But they identify as endangered antelope. Antelope. Yes, they do, (laughs) because that's their truth.
0: who are we to say they aren't?
3: <laughs> the next thing you know, they're going to be entering swimming competitions against endangered <laughs> animals. This
2: <laughs> isn't the story, uh, with overwhelmed and outnumbered border agents practically helpless to stop them. One Ecuadorian migrant said, we thought the agents were going to tell us something, but we just walked in. Another person from Cuba said, It was so easy to get into the U.S. Nothing like our journey through Mexico. That was the hard part. I thought there was going to be more security. (laughs) Nope. Video taken by the Post shows a group of around 50 migrants strolling through the open gates. There's the picture right there if you want to see it. There you go. See? There you go, yeah. Yeah, leisurely walk. Want to get your steps in. Sure. Um, Smugglers are capitalizing on the floodgate blunder, driving migrants by the busload to the border and dropping them off. As if they were casual tourists. Once across, they turn themselves into border agents and say, yep, seeking asylum. That's us. Okay. Wow. And then it goes on talking about different numbers, and we haven't seen anything like this since 2008. Um, so what you're seeing is a lot of large groups that want to turn themselves in. Well, yeah, because there is incentive to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. There's a one picture of this large metal pin that's used to hold the gates open, and it's been welded to the gate so it can't be closed. Oh, boy. People that want to close it like, nope, can't do it. It's welded open.
3: Oh, why, why would you want to close a gate? I don't know. What's the problem? The gates are signs of hate. Yeah. Ga- everybody Has anybody
0: actually got a picture of an antelope trying to get across there? <laughs> I don't.
3: How do the antelopes know where to find the exact Exactly. Spot? The open gate.
0: Yeah. It's a good question. And are there so many people coming in? The antelope are just freaked out by it and won't go. They I don't just know. follow
2: the people that are here illegally, oh, right. Yeah, they yeah. they know.
3: <laughs> they <go. laughs>
0: just follow them. They know where they're going. God. You'd be all right. This, we live in the dumbest times. So, I mean, it's crazy. Just to, like,
3: well, well, yeah, and I, I know when you were off a couple weeks ago, that one of the ways that the Biden administration was trying to stop Governor Abbott in Texas from putting the buoys up in the Rio Grande was he had. Uh, he had the federal government declare a species of mussel to be endangered, oh, I remember that, yeah, and yeah, and so they uh, so' it's basically saying this will somehow this these buoys will somehow interfere with the shellfish that actually burrow on the shore and right. wouldn 't actually be affected by it, but somehow it would there it's it 's garbage, they just find some reason to keep the border open because they want it open. I know we could move on from this story. There's one other thing I, that
2: i got to mention from this story, though. And that is, the. it gets into the paragraph. And unlike many South American migrants who are typically disheveled, exhausted, and weary from a long and treacherous trek across the barren land, the migrants at Tucson look more
3: like vacation travelers. Who? Oh, refreshed? <laughs> Nothing to it. Dropped right off here. Nothing to it. Walk right through. It was like earlier in the year. You're seeing a bunch of uh, fairly portly individuals walking around. They got like North Face jackets on and whatnot. It's not what I think of when I think of downtrodden refugees just seeking an opportunity in the greatest country on the planet. Dude, I'm not joking. I am looking at, I'll
2: show it to you. There is a picture of five people here illegally. Mm -hmm. Okay? There's not one that's not overweight. <laughs> there's some portly fellas.
0: No, there's not. Wow. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Seeking asylum. Okay. They, they use their smuggler points. <laughs> God, I don't know. It's, I know. It goes
2: on and on and ridiculous. on.
0: Ridiculous. Okay.
2: You know what? If you want to laugh, I think I got something that might make you laugh. Or, or it may, how would you say it? It'll lighten it up at least a little bit. Every once in a while, we like to surprise one another if you've heard a mashup that maybe mm-hmm. the other guys on the show haven't heard yet, or anybody else. Has anyone heard the mashup, including the theme from The Office? I don't, I don't know. Think it is. So, no, I haven't heard it. We, I... we all know how The Office yeah. theme yeah. goes, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. So then what would happen is once it gets going if you have this song that's very well known put on top of it mind) <laughs> Files right now that's good i like it okay yep the united states is going down the crapper but we're laughing at least you yeah, gotta keep wait. your sense of humor <laughs> okay all right much more to get to <laughs> including any talk about living in insane times at harvard they're encouraging students to apply for food stamps again at harvard, harvard. yes right. we'll explain much more coming up right here find out off air the markley van camp and Robbins show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins i can't believe i'm saying this but another forrest gump update coming up in just a couple before we get there i'll explain it uh before we get there i want to mention that with a 53 billion dollar endowment harvard right now is encouraging its graduate students to apply for food stamps Is it still okay to say food stamps or do you need to say snap?
3: uh, Everybody knows what you mean when you say food stamps. Not a lot of people know what you mean when you say snap. I totally agree.
0: Well, I don't know. Retail says we're now accepting snap on the outside of the buildings. Well, usually somebody's going to want it politically incorrect. I didn't even know if it had made it to that. stature
2: yet. But this is pretty wild, man. Um, Harvard's health services recently circulated a flyer to graduate students. Um, Yahoo Finance reported on this. And it says, fuel your body and stock your pantry. Did you know that grad students may qualify for assistance paying for food and groceries? Uh, Some people have brought up the fact that uh, y'all there at Harvard have a $53 billion endowment. Yeah. But it pays its graduate students who work for the university doing research and teaching classes while getting their degree $40,000 a year. And that's often not enough to cover housing, food, and other expenses, especially living in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where the cost of living is, well, 73% higher than the national average. So the Harvard Graduate Students Union argued, hey, the university should pay, uh, it's approximately 4,000 graduate students a little more money, so they don't need SNAP
3: food stamps. What say you, David? Well, I I think it's time to start. Listen, these this university churns out more communists than any other institution Seems in America so. uh at least communists who have power to dictate a policy. They ought to be practicing what they preach.
0: Yeah. Share it. Give it away? Well, we've talked a lot time along about these these endowments that oh my gosh. These uh, you know, crying poorhouse universities have
2: Oh, the administrative costs keep going right, exactly. higher and higher and higher in tuition. Right. It's going through the roof. And then why aren't kids wanting to go to college? Right. Well, it's not a good financial investment. It doesn't make sense unless it's in particular fields. Okay. So earlier we were talking about this list. I don't know where it was from now, but it was talking about these movies that people say they people pretend to love it, but they really don't. hmm and we were going back and forth on a few movies, and one of those was Forrest Gump. Yep. The only point I made was, man, people really do love that movie. I do believe that. I don't think it should have been Oh, I think people list. love the movie, too. And so we made a few comments about the movie, and David, you've been critical of the movie because yeah. of, well, Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> Terrible uh, person. And then, man, it's like a flood of comments about Forrest
0: Gump. Well, a lot of it was revolving around Jenny, that she had hep C and not AIDS. No. That was no. one of the complaints. No, no I've I've not seen it in a while. Is that that's not
3: true? No, they okay. now in the movie they never uh, they never specify it. But given the time it was released and the time yeah. this was supposed to be happening, it's pretty clear everybody knows it's HIV AIDS is, okay. is what Jenny has. The Hep C thing comes from the sequel, which was pub- The the there was a second book that was published the year after the movie came out, where Jenny has Hep C. So maybe that's where they're getting it, but no. In the oh. movie, the intent was to demonstrate that she died of AIDS. It was a commentary on the times, like everything else in that movie.
0: And okay. how do we know Forrest Junior is really Forrest because Jenny oh. was, you know, a coke fiend, and Forrest was in Vietnam, and mm-hmm. we're led to believe in the movie it was the one time they did it. Well, yeah, I mean that's and, what you're led to believe. Yes, that was that was it, and that Forrest was his, but there's no way of really knowing it. Mm-hmm. Well. He's, no. Was you no... assume so, but even no... if
2: it wasn't, do
3: you think Forrest would say, Not mine, Jenny. Can't do <laughs> well, it. Well, no, because Forrest is a good person. He's not Hunter Biden. Absolutely. You will <laughs> never a be there. a gump.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> man, oh, man.
4: Forrest I, dude,
2: I think that's my favorite line from the entire movie. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Okay. Oh boy.
2: Boy, always a controversy. Smashing the
0: myths of Forrest Gump. Only
2: here. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today is
3: <laughs> screw it. We're doing Forrest Gump for
4: the good next half hour. hour. <laughs> yeah, we are. So then I got a
2: call from him saying <laughs> we don't have to worry about money no more, and I said yeah. that's good. Yeah, right. That is good. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah.
3: That's right. Yeah. No. I like that. that. Yeah. Uh, biggest story of the day uh, is Joe Biden says that he knows how wildfire victims feel because one time his kitchen caught on fire. That's... Yeah, he can really relate to people in that way. Huh? I know it's, it's one of those things that you kind of get used to it because he says crazy things all the time and insensitive things all the time. But I'm going to channel my inner leftist and go, this is not normal. Oh, yeah.
2: You know what other people would
3: say?
1: Thomas says stupid is a
3: stupid voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, news update. The
2: Robbins trifecta. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jeremy Markley, the Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer.
3: Scott Robbins. News update. David Van Camp. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just really still can't get over the fact that Joe Biden... The president of the United States visits a state that's been devastated by wildfires where there's upwards of a thousand people missing, many of them children, presumably, uh, because they were kept home from school that day mm-hmm. uh, and home alone, evidently. Um, and he said, I know what you're going through because one time I had a minor kitchen fire. It's astounding. It's It is really something,
2: man. Uh,
4: I
3: don't think
2: you
4: could overstate it. ran into flames. (laughs) Saved my wife and saved my family. Not a joke.
2: Yes, it is. She called them from outside the home. She was outside. Didn't go in to save her. What is that?
4: smoke and the firefighters here can tell you sometimes smoke is so thick from the windows out, it was that thick inside the home.
2: You're in Hawaii. I think they understand the devastation of fire, dude.
4: Yeah. We, were, we were insured. We did not have any problem. But being out of our home for better part of a year was difficult.
2: Sometimes we can just laugh at idiotic things, he says. And other times, I mean, you're
3: angry. Yeah. Well, It's like, what's wrong with you? I mean, th- this is akin to him saying that, you know, Bo Biden died in Iraq or he knows what Gold Star families are going through because his son died from cancer. Certainly losing a child, an adult child even, to uh, to cancer is a horrible thing. And it's it's a tragedy all on its own, but it's not comparable at all. Well said.
2: You wouldn't wish that on anybody. No, It's awful. But that doesn't mean it relates to
0: everything. By the way, how did he see the fireman rush into the house. Yeah, he wasn't there. No, that was a weird thing to say, too.
3: No, because because that story evolves from one of the reasons why, because he he mentioned, oh, yeah, they saved my 67 Corvette, ha, 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 and he kind of chuckles there, is because one of the times or one of the earlier times he relayed that story was in front of firefighters. And it was making a joke about how fairly inconsequential the fire was. Like, oh, yeah, you guys really saved my 67 Corvette. <laughs> you know, it was it was supposed to be a lighthearted thing, like yeah. acknowledging that it really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and then it has morphed, especially now that he's president and and obviously senile. It's morphed into minor kitchen fire to then it was like one of the times he told the story, the firefighters almost fell through the floor. They almost died.
4: Then it was like, yeah, yeah. our
3: house almost burned down, and then, you know, now now you got people carrying his wife and cat out of the house during the fire, and it's comparable to Maui burning.
2: Well, and then people will come back and say, he he says he wasn't trying to compare, but then
3: he did. Right, but then he did.
2: (laughs) Right, and that's just it. Yeah. Okay. Some people are saying, you know what, the... That's why everything's in motion right now with Biden. As far as we asked the question yesterday, why is it all of a sudden the failing New York Times and the Post? Yeah. Different outlets are starting to report on what really went down with the Hunter Biden plea deal.
0: It's not, not anything has changed. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. But no. the reporting is right. there. Exactly. Now. That's what I mean. Yeah. So what's the reasoning behind that? Yeah. Now, it wasn't like Good Morning America
2: picked up on that today or the Today Show. But different left leaning outlets are now telling that story because they know they can't they can't get that guy out there again. Yeah. I mean, you fast forward a year, he's going to debate Trump or DeSantis or whoever. He's far worse
3: now than he was four years ago. Right. Well, and, and now that Hunter Biden is apparently clean and sober, he doesn't have his go juice anymore. Oh, that this is hookup problem, up is man. gone.
0: Well, somebody had left the Coke though in the White That's House true, just yeah. recently. Yeah.
2: But you can Adderall Joe all day if you want to. It ain't gonna help that. Wow. Alright. You ready for your big three, Scotty? <laughs> yeah. right, let's roll it.
1: Are you ready? One two shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta! Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day
0: about this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories today, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy, staying cool, man. It's a little warm. A little warm.
3: Yes. Okay, very good. Okay. I'm ready. Yep, he's ready. Three. Number three, Dick Sporting Goods is blaming organized retail theft for their drop in profits.
0: Yeah, Dick Sporting Goods. Rough few years here, I guess. When you care more about playing politics than you do about your business, that sort of comes with the territory here. But it looks like yet another retailer is suffering the effects of Ooh. policy. More concerned with equity. Remember when Dick's decided not to sell guns and do yes. blah 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 and all that sort of thing? Well, now they the sales have dropped twenty three percent in profits. That's pretty significant. That's the full year earnings outlook. Wow. A 23% drop in profits in the second quarter across more than 700 stores nationwide. Um, Despite sales going up, the profits have gone down. So there's trouble there. Now, they're blaming Dix's organized retail crime for the drop. They're saying that's the reason this is happening. People are stealing from us. Profitability was short of our expectations, due in a large part to the impact of elevated inventory shrink an increasingly serious issue impacting other retailers besides just us, said Dick's president and CEO. It's got nothing to do with the policies we laid out and turning our customers away and nothing to do with it. Well, hold on a second. I want to understand this. I want to make sure that I get it right.
2: Yeah. What year was it they said no more guns?
0: Well, it was a couple of years ago, 20, 18 months ago.
2: 2018, I think.
0: Yeah, maybe longer than that. Yeah. Okay.
2: And they definitely got hurt by that.
0: No doubt about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sure. Saw it at the time. But you're saying now, like from a year ago. Yeah, well, they continue with the woke policies and uh, embracing the woke ideologies as a company, and people just got tired of it. They got options. They got places to go. This is another example of go woke, go broke. Well, hold on a sec. What are the other woke policies? Supporting uh, the uh, not funding the police nonsense. Okay. Defund the police movement. Just I mean I'm supporting not, I'm, I'm politicians not that, a, I'm sure it's
2: ESG crap all over the place yeah,
0: supporting politicians uh, who, but, I, but the other part is
2: I don't want to doubt that the retail crime I don't either is
0: definitely hurting the bottom line. But I'm saying line. if that, if that is 100% the reason you kind of get again, what you want maybe wanted. it is the policies you laid out there and the yeah. people you supported are behind all of this. Well I,
2: you know I don't know what's going to happen at some point in time you have got to crack down <laughs>
0: Well, you got to stop stuff, it with man. this stuff. you gotta, You, you got to stop it stepping out and getting a pat on the back for a while and a cool ESG score while your business is on yeah, fire.
2: That's nuts,
0: man. All right. Doesn't and the countdown sense. continues. Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day up to number
3: two. Number two, an update on that Chicago group that wants to tell gang members to only kill
0: each other during the overnight hours. Right. <laughs> Democratic Alderwoman Maria Hayden shared that proposal last week. Uh, that she wanted to, something called the Native Sons, urging Chicagoans not to shoot each other between 9A and 9P. After that, it's all good. Now it's gone just a little bit further than that now. Now they're encouraging gangs to could conduct their shootouts in hours where kids and in innocent bystanders are less likely to be caught. So if you want to do it overnight, that's fine. And they're also saying, they took it a bit too far, they say that they would love for people to not wear ski masks in Chicago or associate with people who make a habit of shooting other people. Hey, man, quit hanging out with these guys that are shooting people, okay? 15 and don't days, wear your ski mask anymore.
3: Fifteen days to slow the spread.
0: Yes. Wow. Unless, of course, you're one of the people who are in the habit of hanging out with guys who shoot people, I suppose. You know, I wonder if someone just to
2: push buttons is going to come out and make a statement. I think this is a great idea because we definitely want these, you know, gang-affiliated people, to kill each other. Mm -hmm. Because as they keep on doing that, the less of them are around. So please keep doing it, and we're all for this. (laughs) Well, hey, you can't say that!
3: Well, isn't that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. And I'm on board with that idea. Let them all kill each other. Just leave the kids alone. you don't go to jail for it, Kim Fox. Remember, the... The
2: DA there said, well, what were, they were enemy combatants they, with one yeah, another? They, they
3: were mutual combatants. There was yeah. a there was a deadly shootout that happened in broad daylight caught on camera. Yes. They knew yeah. exactly who did it, and they didn't press charges because, well, they were mutual combatants.
0: Mm-hmm. That, w- that was insanity. They were mutual combatants. Yes. Yep. It almost sounds like the person that died, that their life didn't matter.
2: <laughs> <gasps> Uh-oh. Anyway,
4: we're getting closer and closer to number one.
3: Scott yeah. Robbins trifecta top three of the day up to number one. I read about this, and I'm glad you're bringing it up. Democrats are going to fly a plane around the de- uh, the Republican debate.
0: <laughs> I'm not even making this up. They're going to do it. I'm not sure it's going to change any hearts and minds, but they're going to do it anyway. Democrats are going to hire a plane to fly around Milwaukee tomorrow night during the debate that reads GOP 2024. A race for the extreme MAGA base. So they've already booked the plane. It's going to happen. And I'm mm. waiting for the media to take shots of the plane, of course. I thought we had a climate emergency. I, I was going to boy- say. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know how you can do that. Terrible. We're trying to get now, carbon down. Let me frame it like they would frame it. Why does the DNC hate the environment and want to pollute our air? Why would they do that? Why do they hate us? Well,
3: because they hate you, they hate God, they hate children and damn them to hell.
0: <laughs> and there you have it. There you go. I can't wait to see this thing flying overhead though. <laughs> what a bunch of dopes. By the way,
2: that line is so great. And of course you're <laughs> you're challenging or channeling someone else. Yeah. I suppose we should give the reference. Yes. It's been a
3: while. It would be Alex Jones.
2: Yes. Because it, when he was talking, was it about Hillary Clinton? Is uh, that what he was talking about? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I believe so.
2: And someone then put sound effects behind it. And I don't know why, but for the three of us, it is still one of the funniest oh, yeah. pieces of audio, at least to us, ever. Oh, yeah.
0: They
1: hate you. They hate God. They hate children. And damn them. there. <laughs>
2: It never fails to make me laugh. Oh my gosh. And every day that goes by, we're like, he was right. Such <laughs> <That's> conviction,
4: dude. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey. Yes, he do.
2: All right. Thank you, Scott. Uh, news update and Nimrod's news straight ahead right here. Thank you. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Roberts. Thank you for being here.
3: News update, David Van Camp. Hey, you know how uh, gas prices are going back up and whatnot. And, yep. You know, as, as hurricane season is going to start uh, really coming in in earnest, it's only going to get potentially worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Biden administration has issued new restrictions on oil and gas companies operating in the Gulf of Mexico to protect a whale species.
1: Uh-huh
3: the the okay. same administration that's okay with killing whales by putting, you know, windmills out on the east coast, sixty of them, yeah. Huh. That's
2: not like three whales just having to wash up the yeah. shore. Wow, hey, this kind of kooky. Sixty,
3: a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, but 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 yeah, no, none of that nasty oil and gas project in the, in the Gulf of Mexico because we got to worry about whales. Okay, is there some sort of evidence that the oil and gas production in this area was killing the whales? Uh, well, there was an activist group that tried to take them to court, and then the Biden administration just said, oh, no, we listen to you guys anyway, so whatever. We'll, we'll just do that. We'll do whatever you want. Which, by the way, um, makes me always think, where are the activists trying to protect the whales on the East Coast? Well, see, they don't want to admit that the windmill thing is, is killing them.
2: Save the whales!
3: You know, you know what? Actually, there uh, some of them have said, even though what? there is evidence that you know the, the construction of these windmills, yes. the depth charges that have to get dropped during the uh, construction of the windmills is veering whales off course, and, yeah. and they're blaming climate change for what? it. Well, you know, it's been warmer in the Atlantic, and then that's been pushing the whales closer to shore where it's even warmer. That makes no sense. But like the, no, it makes zero sense. Yeah, if, it, if they're worried about hot water, you would think you'd be finding them in bizarre locations further right. out or further north, not closer to shore. No, <laughs> what an absolute scam, man crazy all right nimrods roll it out
1: let's do it when the going gets tough damn it this is too hard the dumb get dumber all right it's nimrods in the news on the martley van camp and robbins show
0: i love the poorly educated
1: all right nimrods in the news we start in kentucky
2: 19 year old amari McClung. he was at the kentucky state fair with his girlfriend this is over the weekend and he just happened to have an unsecured handgun in his waistband. Hmm. Well, who doesn't? The most. Yeah. Um, boy, all of a sudden it slipped from his waist and he reached down to grab it, but the gun discharged. Boom. Bullet hit his girlfriend's foot. Oh. Oof. She's all right. Gonna be okay. Officers responded to the shooting, got the woman to the hospital. She'd be all right. Mari arrested for wanton endangerment yeah. and carrying a concealed deadly weapon. See, he's 19. Oh. You can carry it at the State Fair in Kentucky. Yeah. you got to be 21. Oh. Mm.
3: Tough. See? Invest in a holster, bro.
0: You
2: know? Dude. they just in the waistband.
0: What? That could have been a lot worse for him.
2: It, yes, it could have been. He pleaded not guilty. He has a court date set for next week. Um, now, he's not allowed to have any contact with a victim. Who is his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's not allowed to go back to the fair. Oh! A straight bullet won't keep us
0: apart. I love you,
1: man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then this is really crazy. Out of Australia. um, 31-year-old guy arrested for allegedly setting a series of small fires, including, like, blazes at a loading dock, behind a school, in a parking lot, outside a real estate agent's office, several trash cans. So the cops find him. They cuff him. But here's where it gets really bizarre. When the cops searched him, They found two live ducklings in his underwear. Oh, jeez. Oh, freak. Gosh dang. And no word on why.
0: (laughs) Oh, you know why. (laughs) Why? Some kind of weird sexual nonsense. No. Golly. No.
3: The feathers. That's not it. He got confused when somebody said he should carry a billfold. Oh, boy.
2: (laughs) He has been charged with animal cruelty. Reckless conduct, endangering serious injury.
0: Oh, gosh.
2: Four counts of lighting an open-air fire, possessing a weapon, and dealing with proceeds of crime. That must be an Australian sort of term. And that's Nimrod's in the news.